Welcome to the Run With Horses Daily. Thanks for joining me again. Today I'm looking at Matthew chapter 5, and really the key verse is verse 44, but I'm going to start reading up in verse 38 because it's one big long thought that I think is just a really a tough one for us to deal with. It says, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I tell you not to resist an evil person. Whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so. Therefore you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Now, I end up reading there verse 38 to 48, but the really one I wanted to focus in on is verse 44, because it kind of is the, it is the, key verse there. It says, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. You know, Jesus turned the world on its head by really sharing that we love everybody. God created everybody to be in relationship with him. And if we only love those who are nice to us or good to us or friends, we're not any better than anybody else. But in this passage, what he's saying is that humility and sacrifice are more important and they triumph over power and achieving honor for yourself. Now, the problem for us is that that is not easy to live out. We really struggle to love even the, our friends, <laughs> even people that are in our circles that we know we should love. Uh, we struggle to love them. So when you go down to that, that next level to be good to someone who wants evil for you, you know, someone who wants to take something away from you, verse 40, wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. Um, the generosity of Jesus is not the generosity of man. Um, and it's hard for us to grasp. You know, in verse 42, it says, Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. Um, <clears throat> I've often, I've heard uh, even pastors and leaders in the church talk about when uh, someone comes to the church and, and needs something, do we give it to them? And I understand there's a difference between the church and having a, a policy and an individual doing it. But there are people who fight to justify why they don't give. And, and the thing is, it is hard. That's, that's part of why it's such a struggle. There are people that we have a good idea that they're going to use what we give for, for evil purposes. But what you see here in this passage is that the purpose that they're going to use it for is not something that comes into play. 
that's not something that Jesus asks about at all. This only deals with our side. It doesn't deal with theirs. So what does it take for us to love our enemies and do good to those that hate us? And for me, I think it really comes back to the cross and recognizing that Jesus loved me when I was an enemy. And I'm never going to be able to live a life that justifies his love, his sacrifice for me. I'm never going to be good enough to say that I earned it. What that means is I have a a good example already of what this looks like. And as we look at, and I'm, you know, just starting reading through Matthew here and and continuing through the Gospels, but I have this opportunity to see the life that Jesus lived and be reminded over and over again that he cared for people who didn't care for him. He spoke truth, but he spoke it lovingly. Uh, And that's our struggle, to say what needs to be said, but to say it in a way that lifts people up and doesn't tear them down, that points them toward God, not drives them away, that lets them know that we care. Um, you know, how do we live that out in the world today where there are many, many people who uh, are antagonistic to God's Word, to followers of Christ, uh, and they don't want to hear the message. They don't want to believe that your intentions are good. They start out assuming that you're evil and want to remove um, really remove you from the scene and take away any voice that you might have. So how do we live in this context? How do we live this out? When the thing is, that's the great thing about the the Bible. You can go and look at First uh, Peter and see that you know, it was written to a group of people who were in the same kind of context where they were being persecuted. Well, how did they live? How were they challenged to live? We have the same challenges today. I know this is a challenge to me. Hopefully it's a a challenge and encouragement to you. I think it's not easy, but the more we understand and and commit to pursue Christ with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, then I think uh, we find ourselves able to do it and recognize we're not doing it for the other person. We're doing it as part of our obedience to Christ and it is part of the process following him. Let's have a good day.